Kim Reynolds quits against COVID. What do we? My name is Matt Sinovic. I'm the Executive Director of Progress Iowa. And I'm Ivy Beckenholt, Communications Director of Progress Iowa. Welcome to What a Week, where we give hot takes about the week's news and give shout outs for people doing good in the world. Um, but we start with what made headlines this past week. And um, it should come as no surprise to everyone, um, especially those of you who listen to the podcast, that Kim, Kim Reynolds, the governor of our state, has all but given up um, in, in the fight against COVID. Um, she has been taking a victory lap, um, saying that she's pleased with the progress, even though as we record this, it's Thursday, December 3rd. Um, the, uh, there were 70, I believe, deaths reported today. That uh, doesn't mean they happened over the last day, but they were reported today, which is uh, uh, just a awfully high number. Um, and, uh, and, and we are in the home stretch before the vaccine gets here, but we are also in a critical time with winter and holiday season with people gathering together. And this governor just has just decided to do to not add to her past mitigation efforts, not have state funds used for virus relief, um, and put the bare, bare minimum amount of effort into getting Congress to do anything. So um, given all that great news, Ivy, how are you feeling about the state's COVID response? Um, you know, still the same, <laughs> not great. I mean, watching the press conference on Thursday, it's just very clear that she was trying to say things are getting much better because certain rates are going down. But, you know, she doesn't mention that testing was closed for Test Iowa a lot of days recently because of Thanksgiving, Veterans right. Day, things like that. So that plays into it. And just there's it's not really great to paint this rosy picture when clearly um, it's not going too well, especially, as you said, 70 deaths today. I mean, I, that's definitely the highest we've seen. So, yeah, uh, in Iowa, at least so. I mean, that's just disappointing. Like, I don't understand how we can't just buckle down for two months or whatever it's going to be until the vaccine is is at least starting to get implemented. Um, I mean, there was good news today. I mean, this is the second headline that we want to talk about. But the, there's good news today that I was expected to get 172,000 coronavirus vaccines in December, starting on December 13th. Um, obviously, those are going to go to most critical, you know, like there's a priority order um, for that. So mm -hmm. it won't be widely available to begin. Um, but we do, there is, like, I think we've said many times on uh, before that, like, it doesn't feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And there does feel, it does feel that way now because there's a, there are a couple of vaccines and we're going to start to, you know, we're starting to hear the plans for them. But that light at the end of the tunnel, like, does not have to come after, like, you know, uh, after just a horrific few months here, it could be, a, you know, an okay few months if we just do the right thing. And if the governor actually does something. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I have no clue why they won't, why she's not doing more to save lives until then. Yeah. 
And looking at this vaccine as, you know, a Hail Mary or whatever, it's just concerning because even watching the press conference today and the Facebook comments, I cannot tell you how many people were saying that they're not going to take the vaccine, right? So that just becomes concerning because I don't even think it's going to really solve all of the problems once we get it um, approved. And then even when it is approved, it's not going to be approved for children yet for a bit longer. Um, So... Yeah, and that's just concerning, obviously, because they're still going to school. So, yeah, not really sure uh, why she's not doing a full mask mandate, but I think we know she just cares about businesses and stuff. Big business, really. That's exactly right. Um, And I, yeah, it's exactly right. And it's just incredibly frustrating for families who are trying to do the right thing to see her continue to just abandon all form of leadership. Um, in other not as great news, um, uh, Iowa Democratic candidate Rita Hart um, finished the race six votes behind um, uh, in, in that congressional race in the second district to Marionette Miller-Meeks, a state senator. Um, and she's going to appeal those results to the U.S. House of Representatives, which is her right to do. Um, the AP, I don't, I, I don't believe the Associated Press has called a winner in the race because it's that close, um, and there are still options to exhaust this, or you know, op- options left on the table um, that have not been exhausted yet. So, I um, it was disappointing to see that that final vote tally. Um, we'll see what happens, but I'm not. Uh, I, well, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but but it is. It appears as though. Um, uh, Rita Hart is not going to win that race. Ivy, you've been following this pretty, uh, uh, closely too. What, what's your take on on all of it? Yeah, first off, I'll just say wild that yeah. it's six votes apart. Seriously. I mean, six votes when it's like, what, 400,000 votes total for that district? That's very insane. But honestly, I think it's going to be really difficult for Rita Hart to try to challenge this, especially because... While this is a different case with only six vote difference, I think there's just a lot of doubt in voting right now and, you know, the whole election fraud thing from Trump. So for her to do this, which is her right, it does kind of get a little messy. I've seen a lot of conflicting arguments on people supporting it or not. So this will just be interesting to see what happens. Right. And I mean... And like it, it, it is interesting that, that it's going to the House, but constitutionally, like the House run is the is in charge. Of it, like they're the ultimate, you know. Um, uh, according to the articles, you know, like the links that we'll share in the, in the on the episode with the episode, like they're the ultimate judge. Um, but and this would only it's not like Nancy Pelosi can come in and wave a magic wand and make Rita Hart right. a congresswoman. Like this will just continue the count. Like this will just continue. Like this will just continue. Uh, that's my understanding, right? Is that yours as well? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, count all the ballots, not just recounting some of them. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I just think this is that it's that that's really important um, in all of this to mm-hmm. to remember. So, um, hopefully, something changes out of this. But um, uh, I guess, yeah. Remember, every vote, every vote counts. Every single exactly. vote counts. So next time you vote, just remember to take like six or seven of your friends with you so that you can avoid margins like this, right? Exactly. Yeah. 
And our next news topic, it's uh, definitely unfortunate and sad. The lawsuit, uh, this big Glenwood lawsuit, is claiming that Reynolds staff and the Attorney General's office approved the sexual arousal experiments at Glenwood. That's, I mean, it's just crazy. The Glenwood houses uh, mentally disabled individuals. It's a state-run facility. This obviously shouldn't be happening there when people can't really consent anyways. So that's just really disappointing. And I mean, the lawsuit's claiming that the Iowa Department of Human Services, the director knew about it, the former director. And so clearly, even if Kim Reynolds didn't know, a lot of people around her knew and it says a lot about her leadership. But what did you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 just kind of gross and despicable. I mean, that you'd mm-hmm. use one of the articles called them like just describing them as guinea pigs. Um, like this is just, it's how I think, unfortunately, I think the state under Kim Reynolds administration has viewed um, people with any kind of mental illness. Um, like they've cut back services. They've cut back on, on, um, on, on resources for people. And, and now they're, you know, Expo- like putting them through just uh, bizarre and, and, and really inappropriate uh, um, uh, experiments. And so like, it's just, it's just another example of that. And it's, it's, it's by far one of the worst and extreme and awful examples. Um, but this is the mindset that, um, that if you have a mental illness, you're not someone who is, who should be treated necessarily like you're someone to be, you know, cast aside or experimented on. And that's really, really, um, like I said, it's just gross and awful. So yeah, I, I, um, I hope we learn more about this and figure out exactly, you know, exactly who knew about it. Um, but uh, I mean, maybe that's not possible, but, uh, as much as, as much as possible, you know, we need to shine a light on this and, 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 and so we'll be following that, following it for sure. Yeah. I think that everyone kind of already knew that Iowa's mental health services were quite horrible, but I think this just shines a bigger light on that. So hopefully if anything positive can come from this, it's that we need more funding for mental health services, just better services in general. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have our hot takes where we quickly give our opinions on the hot topics of the week. First off is Barack Obama wishing he awarded Dolly Parton with the Presidential Medal Medal of Freedom. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was just really important it's because very she's important. amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very important. Who does not love Dolly Parton? Um, we talked about this what last week? Just just I was that so, just last yeah. week? So yeah, I hope Joe Biden, President Elect Biden, mm-hmm. soon to be President Biden, uh, rectifies this and gives Dolly Parton the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She's more than deserving. Um, uh, I mean, she. So so much great music, such a great, like, you know, just wonderful, just a wonderful person, you know, and funded one of the vaccines, right? So that's, yeah. I mean, what, what more can you possibly want out of one human being? Um, and, and it's a pop culture reference that I actually get. So, which later we're mm-hmm. going to talk about one that I don't really. So, um, uh, so that's, that's nice too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I We stand. Anyway, mm-hmm. next up is also Wisconsin Supreme Court rejecting Trump's lawsuit to invalidate 200,000 votes. Honestly, I can't really keep up with all of the things that Trump is losing anymore and how many times they declare Biden the winner. So that's just Still, a fun right. little, yeah. 
Trump's a loser. Old news. Yeah. That's my that's Old my quick take. That's so funny. Yeah, oldness. Uh, and then last up, um, kind of a reference that not sure if you'll get. Okay, so since our last podcast, the Grammy nominations were announced with The Weeknd receiving no nominations for his amazing album, Blinding Lights. Uh, this combined with the fact that Beyonce lost album of the year to Beck in 2015 really made me lose all trust in the Grammys. However, some are saying that the Grammys may be less transparent than Kim Reynolds now, but I think it's still a close call on that one. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say no one is less tra- transparent than Kim Reynolds. But um, but yeah, I'll have to look up and listen to The weekend. Yes. I'm grimacing because I don't know. I couldn't tell you. A, maybe I've. Maybe I would know a song mm-hmm. if I heard it, but I don't. Right. I couldn't tell. I. But I really don't know. I couldn't tell you right now anything about what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the radio? Like is that like the actual radio or yes. not? That's not a band name, right? No, okay. not a band name. Right. Yes. If you have, yeah. then you've heard him. Just because they play his stuff constantly, and sometimes it does get annoying, but it's good. Yeah, no, so, I, I mean, yeah. mo- most of our car ride music is, is for, um, uh, like, for a toddler age, you know? Yeah. So... Um, and that's for you. Yes, that is that is for me absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but I do know who Beyonce is and who Beck is. So, Phew. yeah, yes. that's so I'm two, Well, that's most important to know two, Beyonce. Two so. out of three yeah. in that. Uh, yeah. Um. So not not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll let it go for now. Okay. We'll we'll Great. see. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have our shout outs where we lift up great work happening all over the state. Um, if you have any recommendations, please send them to at Progress Iowa or at Potluck FM on Twitter. This week, we just want to shout out um, Pat Rutherford from Grimes. She's made nearly 4,000 masks for her community in Grimes. And while the masks are free, she's uh, gotten donations, over 7,000 donations, and she's given it all to a community food pantry. So, that's just really great work. So yep. a lot of great stuff going on in Iowa still. Well done. And it's 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 really I'm gonna add in a not shout out here, but like it's this kind of stuff that is really wonderful, but to me also puts a really big point on when the governor doesn't call on like big companies to chip in. Like we I mean we talked about state aid earlier, but like not asking Facebook, Apple, any of these companies to get massive tax breaks to, to chip in. People like Pat Rutherford from Grimes are like doing, uh, I mean, making 4,000 masks and, but you can't tap into the rainy day fund governor, or you can't ask one of these companies to pay just a little bit in taxes so that we can have, so that our businesses can be saved and people can stay on the payroll. Like it's, it's really, it just, puts that in really clear perspective to me when you have people like this who are doing such great things and our governor just has, like we said earlier, has given up. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are mixed and edited by Greg Howenstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week on What A Week.